Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's 8.35. It's House of Property. It can only mean one thing on a Thursday. Grifter and I are back with you. Good morning, Grifter. Good morning, good morning. Now, you've got a little bit of lovely colour to you because you are relaxed. You're I'm back. D-Bob happy, but you are back at your desk, aren't you? you you've had your holly bobs, and that's a dim and distant memory, and you are right back at it, at the cold base, the cutting edge, the cut and thrust Ooh. of the property world. Ooh. We're back. We're back. It's good, uh, but nice. Always got to give time to sharpen your axe. Did we talk about sharpening your axe last week? Then we did, we did, didn't we? We did. Sharpen your axe last week. Um, but we've got a busy show ahead, Grifter. Um, title of today's show, Listen, Think, Act, Deliver. Listen, Think, Act, Deliver. So um, I've been thinking about all the things that we need to be talking about when listening, thinking, acting, and delivering. I hope you have so that we can go through it during the next half an hour. Um, oh. But before we do that, how's your week been, my darling? Some of you have been working. How has your week been? Wow, it's flying, isn't it? It's Thursday already. At the beginning, on a Monday, Monday afternoon, we all as a team were going, feels like a Friday. But actually, <laughs> the week has gone gone really busy. There's a, there's deals happening. We're back to negotiating, like in a really like, oh, yeah. you know, a, a bit less of the cut and thrust of the best and final and a bit more like, we've got this one client, they've offered we're going to get this over the line. So a little bit more traditional estate agency, I'm loving that. But then we're still getting those properties that are going to best and final bids. Rentals, we've had quite a few rentals on at some really toppy prices. And and tenants, that the market is supporting it. Now, I know there's been a couple of things on social media about um, some negotiators um, or businesses that have put out their rental listings onto uh, Facebook um, yes. and then had comments on there, forgot to turn the comments on there and have basically been trolled by local people saying, that is disgusting, you're charging this rent, this is terrible, da 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 da, da. And it's really, really affected them. So we've just got to remember that firstly turn the comments off if you're going to put yeah. your, your postings onto Facebook. But you've got to remember, as we all say, that the minute you come to the market the, the man and the woman on the street is an expert in property whether they own their own property whether they rent a property whether their grandmother and their dog own a house they are experts and if they believe the rent is too high or the images aren't correct they will waste absolutely no time in, in in telling you that so just rules and tips to remember that there is always there are always people out there who are glass half empty be yep. a glass half full person love that positivity you can only control what you can control so um but we are 100 in a transitioning market you and i have been talking about the market we talk about the market in detail every week trying to do that in a changing market is quite tricky when it's rising all the time it's fairly obvious where it's going and yeah. there is no such thing as the uk housing market there is hundreds of thousands of housing markets throughout the uk that have been yeah. impacted by employment or schools or whatever it may be. And even in your patch or my patch, there are different housing markets. That village will always sell and go to best and final offers. That property will always sell and go into that best and final offers. Those other houses might just struggle a little bit. That property on those properties on those road might that road might increase by another five to ten percent this year, where properties on that road might only be two to three percent this year. So understanding your market and getting absolutely super knowledgeable about your local market and buyer's demand is now more important than ever. But just going back to your point on Joe Public, I was listening on um, 
on the uh, the plane. I was on a plane last week. Did I tell you that? Uh, on the plane coming back, and I was listening to the people behind you. You know, and they start talking about housing, and you say your ears prick up, don't you? And I don't know if you ever turn around and join the conversation. I never do, but I always want to. Um, but interesting listening to them that the housing market is rising. Prices are going up in their area. Um, their house price is going up um, each week. Just goes to show that the public may think that they're experts, but they're behind the curve where you are that local expert. Now is a great, there's so much content, so much mm -hmm. content. I don't know if you want to talk about the report that came out from 20CI this week, but um, it was um, it was a lot of um, data that you can go out there and show yourself as the expert. No better time is there to write a blog or do a video um, because yes. there's so much content in a challenging, uh, changing market. Now, how much challenging is going to be? You tell me, Grifter. But when we start listening, we can start with listening for our title, listening, thinking, acting, delivering. When you start listening, we have to be listening to what buyers are prepared to pay and how buyers, where buyers' mentality is. Yeah. Well, I think that thanks for that with the 20CI report, which was sat here, which I haven't really had a chance to go through yet. But hey, I'm a property professional. I'm an estate and letting agent. I can nail this. So no, what I'm really like. What I really liked in this report, and this is something that you could put to video, you could send it out on an email to your clients, landlords, tenants, whoever you think will want to know about property. And to be perfectly honest, everyone wants to know about property. Um, lack of residential property stock coming to the market persists. We know that we're at the cold phase. However, starting to see a small increase in the number of properties coming to the market. Yes, in mixed areas, in little localised patches. Um, aside from London, the um, whole of England and Wales at a regional level has around two months worth of property stock left to sell and overall the available months of stock are down by almost half on historical norms so as noted previously without a significant a sustained uplift in the volume of new instructions in the residential property market it's at risk of slowdown in 2022 and that really i think concurs with what we're seeing on the ground often these reports don't um but depending on who you that is particularly to, good though that is particularly yeah. good. So, and depending on who you listen to in the UK, perhaps along with the rest of the world, we may be heading for a recession. Dare I say it? There are early indicators flashing at us inflation, interest rate rises, and pressure, significant pressure on wage increases in many sectors. So, these are all kind of flags that, that are coming up. So, they, you know, if a more challenging recession is going to be coming along, and that's going to be on the back of a, a worldwide pandemic, yeah, yes. and the impact that has had on supply chains and business profits. So, I think what we need to consider is what our businesses need to do to change as the economy turns and what we should do differently. What, what should we do differently? Because, you know, if we're going into recession, what should we be doing differently? And my response is absolutely nothing. Oh, your beauty. Oh, absolutely, absolutely nothing. Mm. You wouldn't mm. change anything. So good business practice is the same, yeah, whether you are in a recession or not, okay? The only difference is that in a stable yeah. economy, yeah, where the financial pressures are less, businesses and individuals do, a, well, they become a bit more complacent. And you cannot say that we yeah. as an industry, yeah, have not become a bit complacent. This is about yeah. the, the tougher market, the cream rises to the top, yeah? 
the creme de la creme. Yeah, it's about changing your behaviours quickly, isn't it? If you've been like, you know, solicitor hasn't paid you for a little while, it hasn't mattered because the, because the business is good. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah, we've yeah. been a bit complacent. <sighs> What's your thoughts? Well, that's interesting because one of the th big topics I wanted to talk about today was client contact. How much time yeah. you spend with your vendor clients or even your vendor yeah. when they're in the marketing stage, but even when they're under offer and going through the sales process. Um, and I think complacency, because we've had properties going to the market, getting lots of viewing, so you're doing the viewing yeah. feedback, you're planning if it's best to find offers or if there's an offer coming in or whatever you've been doing over the last two years, that constructive, consistent and courageous vendor care. Let's do right. that again, sorry. Constructive, again. Yeah. continuous yeah. and courageous vendor care has gone out of the window. That's one of the complacencies that as an industry we need to be addressing now. Now, going back to your point, constructive, continuous and courageous vendor care should have been going on for the last two months. Yeah, but, but it hasn't. In a time when we've been plate spinning, there's only so much that we've been doing. I feel that's one of the things that's been dropped. So yeah. how often, Katie Griffin, should we be talking to our vendors that are on the market at the moment? as regularly as we possibly can be now there's no hard what, once a week definitely at least once a week at least minimum. once a week and it's picking up the phone yeah minimum and it's not just to say we've got a viewing it's no you might have seen this this is back to what we talked about on our last week's show about giving your team a, a a market line you know this is what the market is doing um and it's just about installing confidence in in your clients and being proactive Yes. rather than reactive so getting to that phone first how many times do you think as you're driving into the work in the morning or you drop the kids off or you're driving back to your desk or whatever it may be um you think so oh i must ring dave and natasha today yeah. and all of a sudden the first phone call that comes in is from one of them and you're on the back foot um and so um I've been looking, I'm just jotting down some ideas. I'm a big passionate believer in VC. I call it VC, vendor care, um, yeah. and making sure that we really spend some time on this. So I just put down some ideas um, as I was preparing for this morning um, on content, because actually I think it's the hardest telephone call in agency to do your, to make that vendor care call if you've not called them continuously, you've not kept yeah. in contact with them, um, and you've got nothing constructive to say. Mm -hmm. So your content is really important because otherwise you manana it, you do it to tomorrow. Yeah. So I think a vendor care call, which should be done at least once a week, I would be saying at this moment in time, a minimum of twice a week, maybe three yeah. times a week, but twice a week. But you should almost treat it a little bit like when you're going out to do a market appraisal. That you know how in a market appraisal, if you do, if you come to my market appraisal course, we talk about the fact that you spent your time should be split into thirds. A third prepping for it, a third at the property, and a third following up. And that's how you spend your time. If it's three hours, it's an hour at each time. Similar sort yeah. of thing with your vendor care. So prepping is really important. So what's come to the market? What's sold? What national trends have come out? What local trends are happening? What is happening in your branch or in your with your stock? And how does that property compare to that? Um, making sure... You should also, can I just interject? Yeah, you should you also listen to your client because 
you might be thinking, oh, my God, this is terrible. We haven't had any viewings. But they might mm. be thinking, do you know what? This is absolutely fine because I haven't had to tidy the house up. Yeah. I haven't actually found anything yet. So I'm not actually really worried. So when you're getting very like, oh, my God, defensive conversation that you're going to have and you roll on in there and they go, oh, God, that fa- thank you. I hadn't really thought about that. And you actually didn't need to have that no. kind of conversation. You could have just had a building rapport one. And if you go in there cold, then you're more likely to trip yourself up. You're speaking to that person every week, every, twice a week, then you know what they're thinking. Because one of the things that you must always do in your vendor care call, getting in it in there somehow, is reconfirming their purpose, their why, their motivation. Why are they moving? Are the reasons that they came to the market still the reasons? So they came to the market because they saw their dream house around the corner. That property is now sold. So what's their motivation now? They were looking at um, putting a house on, the, going to the market because they've got a new job. But that's fallen through. What happened to their motivation now? They've yeah. received an offer very quickly and now all a little bit more twitchy about we can't find somewhere. What's their motivation now? So understanding their purpose and their why and their motivation and reconfirming that. You told me. Am I right, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, Mr. and Mrs. 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 and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Whatever it may be. Vendor, that seller, that you were looking they, at going they. They, You are looking <laughs> at going to the mark. We're still looking for that house around the corner. I've spoken to the agent. They've had three other viewings. What are we going to do about it? Um, that sort of um, level of conversation. So it's constructive. Yeah. Um, courageous. Sometimes you have to have the difficult conversation. You know, you know, the yeah. two other properties have sold around the corner. They've both sold for less than their guide price. We were already £15,000 higher. What do we need to do about it? Um, mm-hmm. But then setting goals for the next call. Right, we've got three more viewings between now and Saturday. I'm going to give you a call on Monday. We'll talk about the viewing feedback, how we got on with the viewings and see and, and make a decision on what we're going to do from there. Are we going to make a material change to where we're going? And finally, once we've agreed on outcomes, is confirming that. Now, if you're being modern, then you do a little video, wouldn't you? You do a quick video, um, maybe a Zoom video, or you confirm as an email. Um, but you know, if you want to do a really hard-hitting thing, you, you might say that I'm a dinosaur for this. Oh, if you've got a piece of advice, that you're saying to them that you they have to make an alteration to their guide price. They go, no, 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 no. And you've talked to them and you've given them their advice. I would write to them. I'd write a letter to them so that it opens it up and it sits there on the kitchen table because people don't get letters today. So yeah. if you take the time to have the letter confirming your advice, then I think it'd be really hard hitting. So BC, when do you do your vendor care, Katie? Um, I like to do it on a Monday morning, which is probably the wrong time you're going to tell me. But actually, if you've had no viewings over a weekend, um, that particular client might have been chatting to their other half. Mm. They might be getting a little bit anxious. So if you can get in there on a Monday morning, fantastic. That, of course, is because the phone's ringing off the bloody hook because you've just listed some rental properties. You've got suppliers ringing you trying to sell you stuff because they always ring you on a Monday morning. Why, oh, why? Um, but actually, a Monday is a really good time to do it because I think as well that then ditches that little just little mind monkey um, that's going, oh God, they're going to ring, they're going to ring. Get in yeah. there first, like you said, and, yeah. and actually, then you clear you right. Dare I say it? You clear the shitty jobs out of the way, yeah. Yeah? yeah, and it focuses you to move forward and go, yes, I'm really good at what I do. I know more than yeah. I thought I did, and let's just really make this week an absolute smasher. What do they call it? Fighting the dragon at the cake, whatever it is. But you know, get in there, in there first. The um, eating the frog. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a right or a wrong day, but I think there is a consistent day. I've Thanks always had. That's good. Um, VC Tuesday, VC Tuesday for me. 
Um, I also don't do it as a team, you know, I don't do it individually. Yeah. I do it as a team. Sometimes you'll be, if I'm ringing you all the time and talking to you every week and you can't quite get your message across, maybe a different voice might um, and a different angle, a different way of looking yeah. at it and actually sharing ideas amongst you as a team. So my morning meetings on a Tuesday is also, is always VC Tuesday and we go That's through cool. all the stock and there's no, we haven't got a lot of stock. No one's got a lot of stock. It's not like we're doing 50, 60 houses. Um, those are the days. Do, those are the days. <laughs> You can go through and do it and write it on a whiteboard or send it around as an email. You know, another whiteboard. So exactly. So I love VC. Really important now. Changing market. That comes back to where you're thinking and you're acting. You're being proactive. You're thinking about the advice and you're being proactive with that agent. And the last yeah. thing you have to do is diarise the next time you're mm -hmm. going to speak to them. So we will check in on next Monday. I will yeah. check in before the weekend and diarise it. Because if you put it in the diary, it gets done, yeah? yeah Otherwise, yeah. if you're like me, a lady of a certain age, you go, yes, I'll call you on Friday, go off, make a cup of coffee, come back, completely bloody forgotten what you're meant to be doing. So. No, exactly. I thought you'd forgotten hot this morning, but there we go. Um, so the other thing that we need to be doing is improving sales. Now, that could be... Ooh making them a little bit quicker going through. We're not going to bash a conveyancer. We're going to hashtag hug a conveyancer. Um, now, notice that I didn't say grow sales, yeah? We need to no. improve sales because growing sales, yeah, is a mistake that many businesses often make when things get tough or tougher because they believe that increasing the top line is going to increase the bottom line, and it rarely does, yeah? yeah. So sales growth doesn't it, often comes at the expense of profit and many growing businesses make less money. It's, it's what happens. So I'm going to use one of your analogies now, okay? And you've got, let me try and get it right. And I have written it down so because I, so I would remember it. So the problem is that saying growing sales is like saying to a tennis player, play better. We need to drill down into every aspect of a player's game and decide if attention is needed to their service, their backhand, volley skills and coach each part individually oh, i love this this yeah. is good yes now this is about in a tougher market tougher times generally the first thing you do is you go through your outgoings what's costing you money and your training gets absolutely battered you cut that out straight yep. away but actually what you should be doing is investing in your staff growing your people improving what they're doing because they're going to need to pull on these skills when we're in as we're in this tougher market so you love a bit of training don't you i like a bit of qualifications um and it's just you've just got to remember that you need to invest in your people manage your people make sure you've got the quality people the right uh the right people on the bus is that what they say the right people on the bus right people on the bus but doesn't need to be in the right seat um yeah. for the first time today what is the date today we need to mark it in the diary 28th of july 2022 katie griffin was modest Unbelievable <laughs> how you just skimmed over. I, I like education. Um, so huge congratulations that you are um, with your um, mate, Jan Heights, going on to the Property Mark Education Board. This is exciting, isn't it? This is exciting. So tell us a little bit about it. What is it? What is the education side of Property Mark? Some people will know that, some people won't. So in the differential, tell us. So it's all about qualifications and it's about taking people through and um, putting your head above the parapet, getting your qualifications and your letters after your name um, mm -hmm. and becoming a better property professional. Um, the qualifications, I don't want to turn into a massive sales pitch here. No, but I don't want to sales pitch, but people want to know. There's, there's lots of... You've been of, all over um, property industry, I, darling. Come on. <laughs> there's, 
there's lots of ways you can get qualified. Um, and there's there's thousands of learners that come through the Property Mark qualifications. I believe it's far more than any other training um, provider. Um, and that's something we're really, really focusing on. Um, I know kind of Roper might be on the horizon at some point, but actually let's put that to one side and let's look at our personal development. And why wouldn't you want to go through um, and make yourself a better person, be qualified um, and sign that off? So it's really exciting, really exciting times. I'm obviously there with my um, bestie friend, um, Jan Heitch. And I would like to say that there was a fantastic comment from Ben Beadle on a LinkedIn post <laughs> yesterday, which was announcing um, Jan and my appointment to the board. Um, and it was it was something along the lines of, and Ben, it's wonderful because you're so eloquent. I love it. Um, something along the lines of, it's the um, the property industry's version of, of Papsy and Eddie uh, <laughs> coming back together again to work. I was going, I will take that. Thank you very I've, much. Government. Interesting though that you were saying about qualifications because I've also uh, seen a huge wave of people ringing me about training this last couple of weeks. Um, so it's like it's come back into people's mindset as the market's changing that we're looking at. And I've been doing some work with one firm about putting people at the heart of everything that we do because we're a people industry. It's investing in your people um, to be able to get them ready for the next to deliver. Oh, look, I've gone back to the thing deliver for the next thing. Just on your qualification though, because I've been fortunate enough to do some training on that. and followed some students through it. Every single person that goes through that qualification, forget Roper, their confidence grows because their knowledge is better. Knowledge is king and knowledge is power. Yeah. Their confidence in within their business and their career incredibly grows, which means that they negotiate better offers for their vendors and they negotiate better fees. So yeah. these agents that become qualified become more profitable and more successful financially. Yeah. Unbelievably brilliant. Um, it also comes down to those tiny notable things that we've been talking a lot about recently. And I have an example of one. Did I tell you I went on a plane at the weekend? I went on the plane at the weekend and flew back home. And the pilot, um, first officer, I can't remember his name, but very charming gentleman, went to do his tannoy announcement. You know, at the start of when you go on the plane, remember those days when you used to go on planes more regularly? Um, and he came around and he said, I, I'm Captain Robinson. Um, and today we're flying to... I have to fly into East Midlands. Fly into East Midlands Airport. We're going to fly at 36,000 feet. We're going to take a route up Marseille, over Paris, over London and that. Um, we started his um, little speech with, um, I'm Captain Robinson. If you look up, you'll see me at the front of the plane. And everybody looked up. And this captain decided not to do his presentation from his cockpit, but actually to stand in the eyes. He said, ah, you've always wondered what we look like. And I thought, <laughs> and the smiles on this plane as everybody listened and engaged with him because he actually came out that tiny noticeable thing of the pilot getting off his backside and standing at the front of the aisle um, and doing his presentation now i described this to somebody i'm doing some work with the other day he said you do realize the tannoy just wasn't working in the cockpit um but <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter they turned that didn't they to their advantage it was brilliant absolutely and i just thought of all the years i've been on planes and all the years it's interesting listening to what the pilot said I thought he was brilliant that he stood outside the front. So hats off to that guy because um, I just did a tiny noticeable thing that everybody smiled, everybody felt really good about it. Have a good flight. Um, and um, I'm talking about it on a podcast five days later. So it's the tiny noticeable things, isn't it? It is. So I would say that managing and motivating your team to do a good job and helping them develop and progress are all positive things that any good employer should be doing. Mm. Yeah like that so we had a team meeting a team we have a monthly uh company get together i say company get together we're really tight yes it does involve a little bit of alcohol but obviously i've got a lovely new car so i didn't i've 
driving. Um, and we have been talking on previous podcasts about the time that it is taking for agreeing a sale to get through to exchange and completion. This, like I said earlier, is not bash a conveyance or anything no. like that. This, I think, is about us as agents understanding the process and why there are delays and blocks in certain points of the chain. Yeah. 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 Well, not chain, process, really, because chain is yeah. the, the wrong word. So we went through and we broke down everything. And I've got the guidance here and a real hopify it so um and this is available just let us know message martin or i will get this to you and this is the conveyancing process for buying a property broken down step by step now we've broken it down into 18 steps that's probably not enough but the idea was to try and show that it's not as simple as going well let's just get the contracts out because actually when you are going to buy a property as we all know the buyer makes an offer on the property which is accepted by the seller the buyer's conveyancer is instructed on acceptance of offer buyer arrange a survey if appropriate and mortgage buyer confirms instructions by letter setting out terms of business Buyer's conveyancer contacts the seller's conveyancer by letter to obtain the contract pack. And it's all of this. And then it's going through here as well and saying they are have to carry out proof of ID check and fixtures and fittings forms. And all of that can take a month. Yes, you know, it, exactly. And this is the, we have to identify, like I said, the blockages, the hold up in yep. the process. And yep. I had a really great conversation with um uh, my good friend mark at toes yesterday really great firm in the west country and we were talking through and i was saying you know how long a search is taking how long is probate taking because i need to educate my team where are the blockages and what's going on and he was basically saying if you can get your clients and i know we bang on about it all the time but if you can get them to at least have had the forms you know a seller at least have the forms because he said that is my biggest time waster at the moment is chasing for that information and then getting a phone call from a client going when are we going to exchange because they don't understand the process because we as agents haven't educated, educated them and so your points that you're talking about there i imagine some of those could be shared with your sellers at the yeah. point of instruction or, or at the point of agreeing the offer so that people understand the process yeah. that needs to go through a simple thing such as aml checks you talked about id checks um, people don't think to themselves, they think, oh, we've got to do it with the estate agent, and then we've got to do it with the estate agent again, another estate agent when we're buying, but then they think, oh, we've got to do it with our conveyancer, and if we're having a mortgage, we've got to do it with our mortgage provider. So there could be four occasions minimum when they need to provide two forms of identification and what that might be. They get frustrated. So actually, why is it not our role to make sure that we're advising and helping um, and forewarning people on something as simple yeah. as that? And it just takes yeah. the stress out, goes back to that communication, doesn't it? Acting yeah. Yeah. to be able to deliver. Yeah, but also it's just taking the time with your team to understand that just because, I've got a really good point down here, that just because you, you've agreed your dates to exchange, there's a whole lot more that yeah. needs to go on behind the scenes. I mean, how often do we get called going, I want to exchange next week. Is that okay with everyone? And you go, well, hang on a minute, because we shouldn't really be talking dates as estate agents because some solicitors don't like us getting involved with yeah. dates. And there's so much more behind. Just let's be more transparent. Let's try and let's, I know everyone's trying to work on it, but let's get our teams to understand the process. So we are there at every step of the way and we can educate our buyers and our sellers. We can yeah. produce we can produce documents. I mean, we've talked before about first time sellers, people who've never sold before. They don't understand the process. We've had this week 
a client who's um, in his late 50s, great age to be, wouldn't know myself, but, um, and um, he's basically right, we've agreed a sale, and I'm selling this property um, on behalf of my company. What happens now? Because I've been in my house for 30 years. Yes, precisely. So it's that, you just, you you forget, don't you? And you don't know what you don't know, but suddenly you've agreed a sale, you've instructed solicitors, and they're like, what next? Yeah. And that relationship you've got, there is a bit, there's knowledge gap. That relationship that you have with your local conveyancer that gave you that information is, is vital. Um, mm. And I'm sure I've said it before on this podcast about the times that I've had the conveyancers come in and present to negotiators and valuers and actually show the documents so that you actually can feel yeah. it and see it and understand it and see it, mm. the wedge of file that's that big yeah. and that you think, oh, well, what's going on? In fact, it's bigger than that. It's a huge thing, um, which is very, very good. No, brilliant, brilliant use of a team meeting. Um, that's good. I didn't need- <laughs> I didn't used to like facial hair, but it's growing on me. God, I thought you were going to tell a joke with your um, air, on your airline pilot thing. I thought, is this going to be a joke or is this no, a No, it was a proper story, but that was, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I was like, told We like storytelling, don't we? We like having that little movie coming alive mm-hmm. in our in our brain. I could see you sat in the seat looking at um, Pilot Robinson then when he yeah. was talking at the front. Like he was that. a legend. Absolute legend. So um, just outside of property news, important um, sporting event this week. Um, mm. Commonwealth Games starting Brum. Um, I think it's opening ceremony tonight. Um, Lioness is going through to the final. Um, so some good things. Um, Budapest, so who who has changed their window displays to say go ladies? Who yeah. has put some Instagram posts, some social posts? Get behind this. This is amazing. This could be a massive game changer for children, girls at school actually being able to play proper football, football. now. It, you know, exactly. This is just phenomenal. We should be shouting it from the rooftops. Love it, love it, love it. Love it. They're brilliant. Um, we're coming to the end, but I just want to just give a highlight for next week's show um, that I'm going to be doing a book review. Um, Natalie Evans has written a book, um, Happy Home Sale, her experience as being a um, um, home stager and moving home and um, how she's tried to take the stress out of it. So I shall come back to you with Natalie's book review next week. Excellent, excellent. And if you like what you have heard this week, then we are on all the usual places that you will get your podcast from. Um, Martin and I have also got two places that have come available on our mentoring um, programme. So get in touch if you want to to have a a quick chat with us about the ways that we can assist you in your business um, moving forward. So we're happy to, to chat. Just get in touch with us in the usual way, usually LinkedIn or message us through House of Property. And we will be back next week with more exciting tips and tricks from the coalface. Um, we're going to focus a little bit next week on, on software companies, CRMs. Um, there's been some interesting developments there, really interesting pitches taking place, um, and really some great lessons that we can we can learn as agents when we're presenting as well. So that's great. We're also going to re- review um, a new bit of, well, it's not a new bit, but a little bit of prop tech kit, AML, um, and land registry documents called VEA. Um, which I've just um, had a um, a demo on and I think it's absolutely brilliant. I don't know why more people haven't heard of it and are using it because I think that this is really, really fantastic. So I probably shouldn't say anything, actually. i just keep it really secret. But um, I've been very, very impressed. So there's lots of reviews um, taking place next week. Keep being good, keep being kind, keep winning and make sure those sales are happening. Take care.